0: Okay, so um, we're in this. Uh, you guys good? Yeah? Yes? Okay, just a couple of you? Good? Yes. Um, we're in this series. We're going through the book of James. Okay, that's what we're doing. The How to Be a Christian manual. <laughs> All right? But like real, real Christian, not the bullcrap. Yes? Okay, like the real authentic one. Not the one that you've manufactured. (laughs) Churchianity. Churchianity. That's good. That's a good way to put it. But like the real, authentic, seeking Jesus Christianity. Yes? That we shouldn't be so embarrassed about. (laughs) That we should be really actually excited to be. Because it's real and it's authentic and it's founded on truth. Not based on what so-and-so said or what so-and-so did, but actually remedying all of that in this entire book, saying, okay, how do I rightly follow him? Okay? So our kind of theme through this is we're going to take the word at its word. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> yes? Okay? okay. okay. We're going to take the word at its word, meaning what it says goes. Okay, I'm not going to bring it through a filter of my opinion, I'm not going to bring it through a filter of my wounds and my whatever, I'm going to bring it through a filter of what he is actually trying to say and what he's actually trying to speak to me tonight. Yes? Yes. So last week we talked about James 1, and it's kind of, I guess I'll call James 1 like the overall introduction to James. Kind of hits on every single point that we're going to go through in the coming weeks. Okay? So if you missed it, we do have a dope podcast that you can log on and go listen to it, okay? It's called Alabaster. Yeah, we record everything that we do here. And it's on Apple, it's on Spotify, and we are keeping up with the times, even though I'm behind the times. Because then we'd be on Twitch or something like that. Or what's the other one? Patreon? Isn't that another... Is that what it, Patreon yeah, or Spotify. Patron? Patreon, Patreon. Patreon? Yeah. and you like pay to listen to that one, right? Yeah. One of my favorite comedians is on that, and I just can't justify paying for it. This is America. I know. Entertainment should be free. Seriously, <laughs> it's the land of the free that I've got to pay for. Oh shoot, I'm in the wrong. Hold on. I'm in the wrong notes. <laughs> wrong Bible. <laughs> Shoot. How do I even do this? Here it is. So this this message is titled Pure and Proper Faith. Dude, what is up? Glitch. Glitch city over here. Whoa, what? Whoa, dang. what did that do to you? Everything. No, I, a lot of other things did everything. Here we go. Okay, so we're in James chapter 2. Pure and proper faith. This chapter has essentially two themes and one mega theme. Okay? Yes. When I say okay, you say? Okay. All right. That's the only way I know that you're listening. All right? especially now, because I can't see you. Just joking. Pure and proper, proper faith. The two themes of this, the first half is all about favoritism. The second half is all about works, and the mega theme is all about faith. Okay?
1: Okay. Sweet.
0: Before, good. Yeah, look Look at this. We're acting Pentecostal now. <laughs> Before we move on, I feel like we need to rightfully define faith, though. Okay? okay? So, if you were, who who do I want to pick on? Kylie. Kylie. Yeah. Really? Kay, Kylie, what's faith?
1: Believing in something
0: you can't see. Okay, believing in something you can't see. That's, a good one. That's pretty good. Benji, what's faith? Let's have some fun. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Behave. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's. Yeah, I think, did we talk about it? You gave, like, the right description. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like a week ago, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. yeah. Wow, you do listen to me. I don't
1: really remember. No. Very much. Uh-huh. But it was yep. like the belief in the absence of uh, evidence. It's like the, the cool. belief with the absence of evidence. Cool, yeah. Or Eliphaz said that, or, or someone said
0: That's good. I like it. Anybody else want to add to it? What else is faith? Come on. Huh? Yeah. It is a gift. It's actually an entrustment, which is kind of wild, right? We're actually entrusted with faith. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it's actually a spiritual gift. And yes, I pace a lot, so deal with it. Faith is trusting God and action, belief in things unseen. Though I I, I, I believe that those kind of help assist our faith, but I don't believe that they're necessarily faith. Here's my definition of faith. It's a loyalty to a religion, right religion, loyalty to religion, a belief of what Jesus did and said is for today and for me, right? I can have faith in any type of lifestyle, right? Yes? Madison could have faith in just me as her husband. She'd be in some deep doo-doo, right? Right? But, do you get it? You can have faith in whatever. You can have faith in the bottom of a bottle. Why? Because you're, you're banking on a life change slash altar. Yes? You're coming under the influence of something. That's what faith is. It's loyalty to a religion, which is, in our case, Christianity. Yes? Isn't that cool? Does that make sense? Do you like my definition? Good. We cannot a Christian without some sort of faith, correct? Has anybody seen God? No. No. We might have have had a dream or something that imitated, but we've never seen God. Why? Because we're still breathing here. Yes? Yes? I think there are different levels of faith that we can be entrusted with as well. Like I said, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, faith is a spiritual gift, meaning it's something that we're entrusted with. It's easy to have faith in things that are seen, correct? It's easy to have faith in a boyfriend, a girlfriend, right? Easy to have faith in a friend. It's easy to have faith in my bank account. It's easy to have faith in my whatever, my dog, you know, whatever it might be. It's easy to have faith in those things, but then you say, okay, I'm going to add something unseen to it. Then it's like, oh, gosh, okay, this gets a little bit tougher, right? Right? It's not enough just to believe in Jesus anymore. We need to believe in him and co-labor with him. That's true faith. Faith is a strong belief in in what he said is true, that he truly that it truly moves mountains. Yes. Turn to James chapter 2. As you turn there, I want to map out kind of three principles that we're going to see in this. First one is commitment is essential in faith. And you cannot be a Christian simply by affirming the right doctrines or biblical facts. To be a Christian means to commit your mind and heart to Christ. Second one is right actions are natural byproducts of true faith. A genuine Christian will have a changed life. Yes? If you have encountered Jesus, if you know Jesus, your life better look a little bit different than it did. Yes? Mine looks different. Mine looks different, maybe even from yesterday, I hope. That's my goal, right? That's our goal, is to always be growing in the Lord, not just being like, okay, Punched my ticket, I'm on the fast track to heaven. I'm on the highway to heaven. Maybe, maybe I don't know, you know, but I don't want to roll a dice on that. I think there's a part of growing in relationship that is crucial to our faith. Faith, the last one is faith without good works doesn't profit anything. It's useless. And we'll talk more about that as we go on, okay? Okay. Before we read, i got a couple more things just to make sure. Yeah, let's just do it. Let me pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for every single heart in this room. Lord, I pray that the words would jump off the page and land in our hearts tonight. Pray that you would give us new revelation. Not by, my, not by anything that I'm doing, but you, Holy Spirit, Bring an interpretation to everything that's coming out of my mouth, to every single heart, mind, soul. Holy Spirit, have your way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. We're going to read verses 1 through 7 in James chapter 2. When you're there, say "Madison." Madison. Verses 1 through 7 in chapter 2, it says, My brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, and you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, You sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, You stand over there, or sit down at my feet. Ooh, could you imagine saying that to somebody? Verse 4, Have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Verse five. Listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the, not E-R, but H-E. Yes, heirs, like inheritance. And heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to those who love him. Do you, but you have dishonored the poor man. Are, are not the rich the ones who oppress you and the ones who drag you into court? Are they not the ones who blaspheme the honorable name by which you were called? So this is something that may come as common sense to hopefully most of us, but not all of us. This is calling out that we should not offer pers- personal favoritism. That I should actually treat everybody the same way. And that may, that's, I feel like that might be a little bit easier for me to talk about as a quote-unquote minister, as they call me here. Right? Which I don't know why. I just kind of flew under the radar here. And they just, you're, Right. <laughs> hilarious but anyway I don't know why I said that we should not act in personal favoritism and I I, again like I said I think it's easier for me to talk about as a minister because I get to act I am tempted with this every single day I am I'm sorry but I'm a human as well and there's certain people I like more than others And don't BS me and say that you don't feel the same way, okay? There's certain people that I would just rather talk to. And now you're going to examine, okay, who's he talking to after service? (laughs) All right, stop. Don't put me in the fishbowl. But I think that this this might be easy, but I feel like some of us it's going to be harder to manage. Think of it this way. Who do you like being associated with? Who do you like being around you? Who do you? What do you like your friends to look like? What do you like to be surrounded by? Correct? It's kind of what this is talking about. Am I kind of refining who I let in my circle based on how they present themselves? This is what James is talking about here. Yes? There's two kind of choice is mapped out in this reading? Rich versus poor or successful versus impoverished. correct? Maybe another question is, who are you more likely to take advice from? The successful or the poor? Interesting, right? That's a type of favoritism, correct? Like, I would probably go to Nikki for financial advice because that's what she does. I might not go to Wyatt. Because that's not what he does. He's gifted in other areas. I would go to him about sound booth stuff, right? That kind of stuff. It doesn't mean that Nikki's more important. It's just that I trust her in those areas a little bit more. Does this make sense? Are you saying
1: that's good
0: or bad? That I trust people in different areas? Yeah. It's good because we're all gifted in different ways. Yes? We're called the body of Christ for a reason, correct? It'd be really weird if all of us were pinky toes. (laughs) Be a weird-looking body, right? Okay, let's just, I'll put that out there. You're like, what the hell? But who are you more likely to take advice from, the successful or the poor? Maybe we don't treat them differently at church, but frankly, I've seen churches do it. They have special seating for special people, or plaques hanging on the wall, you know, for special donors and stuff like that. I get honor, but it's a fine line. I know, you guys are like, oh gosh. (laughs) I'm going to toe a line here, okay? The irony is that we're supposed, what was this note? we're gonna move on from that. I don't know what that meant. It literally says, Lex, you'll know. (laughs) Mm. Dangerous
1: game. Not
0: for today. (laughs) (laughs) If you've ever prepared a message, I put little notes to myself. (laughs) Like Lex, riff on this for, I'm not lying. Alright. A lot of people have a notion that if somebody is blessed by God that they're rich. Financially, whatever, right? A lot of people have that notion. Is that true? Not necessarily. Depends on how they came about it, right? If it was by hard work and presenting their life as a living sacrifice, I believe that there is blessing and honor on that. Yes? But what the scripture talks about here is that they, there's the rich person that they're talking about has actually stepped on people, sued people, and brought them into court, <laughs> right? That's exactly what it says, yes? Okay. The rich find it difficult to identify with Jesus because he came to be a humble servant. Do We realize that God views all as equal. God shows no favoritism, and he blesses and entrusts differently, which is good news, Right? Isn't that really good news that he entrusts us with different things instead of us all shuffling around being squeaky robots? He entrusts us with things. Jesus, just because you rank gifting does not mean that he ranks gifting. Do you know what I mean by that? No? No? Some of you guys hold uh, somebody who operates or has an anointing and healing as above the person who has a gifting in, in administration. Actually, in the kingdom of God, they're the exact same. We do this with our sin, too. We say, oh my gosh, I, at least I didn't murder today. And you're ranking it, yes? yes? You get it? Jesus leveled the playing field when he said, hey, if you have hate in your heart, you've murdered. Yes? He entrusts us differently. You see, someone's status Someone's status that you might be attracted to could actually be gained by a selfish motive. Do you want to be rich just for your sake or so that you can bless people? Right? That's the questions that we're asking tonight. Do you want to have an anointing for your sake so that people will take you seriously once and for all in your life finally? Oh my gosh, I got to to pray for somebody and they were healed? Or do you do it for actually the person that you're praying for? Let's level the playing field a little bit. Do you get it? If we have selfish motive at anything that we do, whether it's rich or poor, success or poverty, if we have selfish motive, it's all of a sudden not blessed. If I can put it plainly. It's all of a sudden void of God's hand. Frankly, our riches and my riches are stored up in his inheritance. When I get to him, that's where my riches are. Right? Does that mean I just go, okay, I'll just go find a tent and I'll go live in that today? (laughs) No, I'm not going to be reckless. I'm going to be wise with what the Lord entrusts me with. But the thing is, we want riches now on earth, right? Just be honest with me, right? We want it, right? How cool would it be for me to have a G-Wagon in my garage? Right? That would be dope. I like the G-Wagons. I asked, but he said no. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of minister over that, ministry over that. She was a tough time when I said no to her. <laughs> but we want it, right? We want the flashy. It's okay. We do. The thing is, how do we come about it? Are we stepping on people? Are we manipulating people? Or are we working our asses off and saying, I'm going to go after this. And I'm going to present it to the king. Right? That should be our goal. At least it's my goal. Has anybody in here had uh, financial hardships? I'm raising my hand because I have. Right? I've experienced it. I've seen a new side of Jesus' face because of it. Yes? His provision because of it. Am I telling you if you've never had a financial hardship to go, okay, give all your money away and then experience it so you can see that side of the face? No, 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 no. Don't take me out of context. But it's, what I'm trying to say is it's easier for somebody who is poor to be more dependent on the king, financially and spiritually. The poor in spirit, and it's one of the Beatitudes. Does anybody know it? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they will inherit, inherit, the, kingdom. inherit the kingdom of God. Or is it see God? I always get them mixed up. Your heart is see, God. see God? Your heart is see God. So yeah. the other one, okay. Thank you. Look at you. If we have hardships, uh, our, our goal should be either get to work and make it to the Lord. It's an unto the Lord mentality. Yes? Okay, let's read the next chunk. 8 through 13. You still with me? Eight through thirteen. Does anybody want to read? So I can drink? Benji, will you read for me? Sure. Eight through thirteen? Yeah. Thank you. If you really fulfill the royal law
1: according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law, but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. Where he who said do not commit adultery also said do
0: not murder. If you do not commit adultery but do murder, you have become a transgressor
1: of the law. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy
0: to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. So, yes, it is good. The royal law. What's the royal law? We just read it. your neighbor. As yourself. As yourself. Good. This royal law has stood the test of time. How many of you know that? It was mapped out in Leviticus. It was part of the Levitical law. Isn't that cool? All the way back there. And you said that there was nothing good out of that back book. It's there. <laughs> it's funny. Jesus, it came out of Jesus' mouth. Yes. In Matthew. He talked about it. it, came out of Paul's mouth, then Romans and Galatians, and now here it is in verse 8, right? Love each other as yourself. This makes you not become selfish when you draw it through this filter of love others as yourself. Yes? This pulls the selfish motives out of everything that you can do if you abide by this one law. Right? Did you know that you can love yourself without being of selfish motive? You can love yourself without it being of selfish motive. What's that mean? Because part of that royal law, if you will, is love each other and love yourself, right? Kind of two in there. I want to talk about the self one first, okay? You can love yourself without it being self-seeking and of selfish motive. How? Because if I love myself to an extent, I can love another person to that same measure. Okay? What that means is I need to understand who I am in Christ first, yes? And second, to come to terms of who he says that I am, yes? And then guess what? That's the love that I can show. If I only... This is where our our culture and our world has kind of gotten it off. It's all all this self-help stuff, right? It's good to up until a point, okay? I'm not gonna knock it 100%. It's good up until a point and then it becomes just self-seeking and making me God. I need to bring myself into a journey of aligning myself with a truth and then I can love others to that same extent. Why? Because the Lord is constantly showing me new layers and new levels of His love every single day if we're aware of it or if we want it. Maybe it's a better way of saying it. If we want it, and then I can continue to pour that out and show others His love. He's drilling home this point that it's not, we, we need to stop favoring certain people over others, we need to love everybody equally or else that would be a much longer verse of who we can love and who we can't, right? But you can love so-and-so, but you can't love this person. You can love so-and-so, but you can't love, right? It would be a long, long law, and that sounds miserable. But he makes a blanket statement. Why? Because it's simple. He's simple. Now, verse 10, it says, Whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles one point He has become guilty of all. This is not a verse to justify your sin. It's not a verse to say this over. Because I can't keep every demand of God, why then even try? (laughs) I've had that thought before. Has anybody else? Oh, I can't live up to this. Man, this is a lot. Jesus minimized it all into one package. Love each other, love yourself. James uh, reminds us that if we're that we broke in one law, that we are, in general, sinners. We all know that. Yes? That we are sinners. Bummer. Bummer. It's already happened. So do I dwell on that? Do I become a poverous spirit over that? Or do I say, okay, well, Lord, refine me, train me, show me how not to do it next time. Yes? yes. Lord, train my thought life so that I don't think that way about that person. Yes? It's been five years, and I still think that way about that person. Grow up. (laughs) Hey, grow up. You're adults now. This isn't high school anymore. We're not playing games anymore. Grow up. Is it really worth taking it to the judgment seat? I know, I'm riffing on this a little bit, but man, it's just... I'm so sick of it, oh, I can't. Wyatt gave me a dirty look once, and man, I just dismantled my entire life, so screw him. Grow up, dude! I've given people good bad looks that I didn't even know I was giving them bad looks, right? Some of you guys get that, because you got that, what is the acronym, so I don't yeah. get too in trouble? Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, it's our, Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, maybe, <okay. laughs> Sorry. We can't just decide what we want to abide in in Christ and what we don't want to. I'm cool with his lovey dovey and his encouragement, but man, when you talk about grudges, Lord, I don't want to give those up. Grow up. Grow up. How are you ever going to make it in the business world? How are you ever going to make it when you got a career? Somebody, because, man, people are mean, you know? Remember, I'm I'm not full-time here, so I'm not talking about anybody at the church. (laughs) I always feel like I've got to clarify that. I am not full-time here. (laughs) Do you get it? People say mean things all the time. Grow up. Reconcile it. Move on. Unless it's not important to you, then just dwell on it. And man, watch that thing grow and blossom, and then you'll just explode with hate. (laughs) How many of you use this logic? I've only broken the law a little bit. Yeah. Right, dude. I use this all the time. Okay, I can speed up to seven miles an hour over and I'm good. (laughs) Some of you guys even push it to nine, and you're like really rolling the dice. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right, I've only broken the law a little bit, right? We say all this weird stuff. I love the majority of people, but not everybody. Those Californians, (laughs) you know, I, I know, it's a joke, right? You get it? Oh, I love everybody, but man, if they step on my toe and my new Converse wrong, boom. Right? Dude, I was in Starbucks before this and the lady got There was baristas back there and one of the chicks had brand new white Converse on and she was making coffee. Huh? <laughs> And then guess what? She gets mad at one of the other baristas for stepping on the back of her heel. They literally got into a little spat and I got to listen to it. It was fun. Which I'm not going to disclose that information.
1: <laughs>
0: Let's go pray for him. Let's go now. Yeah. But it's hilarious. I don't know why I said that. Why? How did I get there? Don't know. Grudges. Yeah, I'm on that, dude. Thanks, Nikki. Nikki always keeps me honest. I love the majority of people, but not all. Or I'm not as bad as so-and-so. Right? Oh, man. I'm going to rank myself against, I'm going to pick on Wyatt. Just because you're here. I'm just, I'm better than Wyatt, at least. Right? I, I know. <laughs> I'm just using a name for, for example. Right? You get it? I'm, I'm better than Hitler. <laughs> So therefore, I'm good, right? No, man, you're using the wrong scale. I mean, yeah, it's better, but in some regard, but come on, who are we actually measuring ourselves up to? Who? Who are we supposed to be? Jesus, yes? He is perfection. He's the true one. He's it. Yeah? But no, I'm like, all right, I'm better than Hitler. I keep Jews alive. Come on. It's bigger than that. I know you guys are like, man, is he really doing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Every day, I'm committed to that. Yeah. You get it, though? Do you? Yes. You're, not ju- you're not judged against what so-and-so did. You're judged against the perfection of Jesus. And that is intimidating, but also very, very good news. Because if the standard is Hitler, great, all of us are going to heaven. Congrats. See you there, dude. You never need to go to church again. Right? And there's so many one-liners in this that you could just cut up and splice up in this message and be like, here's... <laughs> uh, don't do that, unless you have a grudge. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Gosh, I'm so stupid. Okay. That is the beauty of all of this. Jesus paid for everything, not just for certain people that I say that I want to love. He paid for everything, and that's sweet, dude. He invites us into redemption and sanctification. In this process of it, over and over and over again because none of us are perfect. Bummer, right? It's a huge bummer, dude. But guess what? He, by the cross, he's inviting us into, hey, I'm going to redeem. I'm going to redeem. As you repent, I'm going to redeem. I'm going to sanctify you. I'm going to continue to refine you over and over and over again until we get it. That's the goal. I hope. as my goal. Christians are saved by grace but affirmed through obedience. Yes? Good thing that we're saved by grace but hey, what's my part of it? Obedience. Let's keep going. Still with me? We're almost there. Yeah, we're almost there. 14 through 20. Who wants to read for me? Come on. I'll read it. I'll read it. Who? I'll read it. All right. Hopefully you read it louder than that.
1: Okay, <laughs> i If you believe that God is one. You believe, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you do you want to be shown the foolish person that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father?
0: Whoa whoa whoa! What? Twenty. Don't jump ahead, Kylie.
1: Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> my eyes just totally
0: skipped over. Oh my that. gosh. I'm That would have dismantled this entire message if you read that verse. (laughs) Good job, you read it. You already read it because you were about to go too far, right?
1: I'm so confused.
0: Yep, you did a great job. Thank you, Kylie. Everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is our second kind of kind of theme here. Okay, our second one is faith and works. Or yeah, that's what I said at the beginning. Yeah. Something like that. So he kind of flips into this. And, and when somebody claims that they have faith, they may be misdefining it. Faith, like we said, is more than just an intellectual assent. More than just knowing things. I sound very profound there. It's more than just an agreement with a set of Christian teachings. That is actually incomplete faith. Do you know that? Uh oh, am I losing people? No, we're here. Okay. True faith transforms our conduct, our conduct as well as our thoughts. If we remain unchanged, we do not truly believe the truths that we can that we claim to believe. Yes. Verse 17, I think, is kind of a revolutionary verse. Let me read it one more time. One to remind myself, two so you hear it. So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. That's pretty blunt, yes? This is much more than a fake it till you make it theology. Okay? You can't fake your your way into works. The proof is in the pudding, if you will, right? You can do good things. You can go to the food bank. You can do those things every single night. Cool, congrats. Why? Why are you doing? Oh, I've got works, brother. No, there's more to it. Do you get it? We can do, we can fake it up until a point and then you're just gonna look like a dork because you're gonna burn out. Did you hear me? I know that might step on some toes. I, and let me just, I'll I'll just air it out. I don't believe in burnout unless I'm doing it on my own strength. If I'm doing it on my own strength, I'm burning out. If I'm doing it unto him, man, he's going to fuel me up. Yes. Okay. Actions. Oh, actions show our commitment to God. This is not for people to see. Did you hear me? Your actions are not for people to see. The pat pat on the back will not get you to heaven. It's for the Lord. Works works in, in love for the Lord and his people are verification of his work. What's that mean? If I'm serving, if I'm serving Benji, I'm serving him a meal that I know that he's going to critique. Right? You're going to do that. You'll say, oh, too much salt. But if I'm serving him a meal and it's just for Benji, and I just do that over and over and over again, every single night, every single day, I'm going to burn out. Silly example, yes. But if I serve a meal unto Benji for the sake of honoring him in the Lord, guess what? I'll continue to do it. I'm not going to do it, but I'll continue to do it. Do you get it? I'm not going to do it for you. (laughs) But do you get what I'm saying? If I continue to lead worship and I'm doing it for people, not for him, guess what? You're dry as a bone. If I continue to preach and I'm doing it just so that you get something, not to honor him, I'll be the fastest pastor in and the fastest pastor out because I'll burn out. Do you get it? Let's finish the chapter. Who's reading it? 21 through 26. Who, Nikki? Thank you. Twenty-one to the end. Twenty-one to the end. Take us home. <laughs> was not Abraham
1: our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active while his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, "Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness." And he was called. Person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way, was not also Rahab the
0: prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also so also faith apart from works dead. So he ties this big bow on it, talking about Abraham and and. Uh, Rahab and it's interesting James says that Abraham was considered righteous for what he did but Paul in Romans says that he was justified because he believed are these contradictory no I I feel like they need to be blended together okay if they never mind if if they had a child then it would be perfect We need to blend, (laughs) so stupid, why? We're not, we are not justified by what we do, but true faith always results in works. But works do not justify us and do not bring upon salvation. Okay, we have to split these up. A lot of us get sucked into, okay, I got to work myself into the kingdom. No, you do what he says into the kingdom. Do you see the difference? Yeah. You don't see the difference. If I am just, uh, how do I say it differently? Help me. Um, so if you're operating off of what you want to do, and if
1: you're saying in my mind, if I do this, then I'm justified in this, you're doing it wrong. But if Jesus says to move, and you move, then you're in obedience. If Jesus says not to move, and you move, then you're in not in obedience at all. So if Jesus says rest, you rest. If Jesus says go, you go. And that is how you get into the. Your
0: loving your obedience you Obedience. It's a right? Let me say it this way, there's a currency that we exchange. If I bring obedience, it will produce it'll produce faith, it'll produce works, it'll be a byproduct Christianity that I don't just feel like I have to do the right things because there's a checklist that I have to check every single day. It's actually that I serve unto him and then everything else, it's almost like an overflowed cup. Everything else just happens naturally. They don't have to work, work, work. (laughs) Like, who sang that song? Rihanna. Work, work, work. (laughs) I remember when that came out, that was so weird. That was just, that was it. Yep. So stupid. Faith is, faith is the only way into salvation. Active obedience demonstrates that our faith is real. Active obedience demonstrates that our faith is real. And then he talks about Rahab. Yes? Anybody know about Rahab? Aside from what Nikki just read? She's actually very fascinating. I'll give you a flyover. She lived in Jericho in a city, uh, the, a city Israelites conquered as they entered the promised land. And when, the Israel, uh, when Israel's spies came into the city, she actually hid them and helped them escape. And in this way, she demonstrated faith in God's purposes for Israel. As a result, her family was saved. Her and her family was saved when the city was destroyed. What was she doing? Exercising her faith. And guess what Lord did? Blessed her. It's wonderful. Simple. Yes? Does this all make sense? What is faith? You said it all made sense, and only one person answers. It's loyalty. It's loyalty that he said what he said, he actually means. How many of you believe that tonight? Like, what would that look like in this room if we all believed that he was a healer? What would it look like? Right? Hopefully I'd lose these glasses. And actually remedy those too, yes? Even the stuff that I think is normal. Right? Whatever it is for you. If If we actually took him at his word, what would a meeting like this look like? if he says that he's going to entrust us with gifts, what would a meeting like this look like if we actually had faith that that could happen to me, to you, even if you don't, you know, you you get it? What would it look like? Because that's true, that's something I wanna be a part of, don't you? Please? Don't you wanna be a part of that? So bad. I do. I want it more than anything else. I want us to know where we're headed because the words of knowledge are flowing and words of wisdom are flowing and the prophetic is flowing. I want to know. With unveiled face, right? I want to see it all. Don't you? The real thing, not the manipulative stuff not so that I can pump up my ministry, not so that I can be taken seriously by the cute girl across the room or the boy, right? But for him, that he actually says and what he says is actually true and that truth actually happens today. That's what we need. Yes? Maybe I'm alone in it, you know? I hope I hope not. If you want that, I, I, I just feel like we should just pray. If you want that, I'm not going to do the shut your eyes thing because I, I don't know. I don't know why we have to be secretive about it. If you want it, hold your hands out in front of you. No shame if you don't want it. It's okay. Look around. Look around. Oh, my gosh, I know. Everybody's like, oh, no, never mind just messing with you. But like, come on, we all want it. So let's go for it. If you want it, come and get it. <laughs> so stupid. Right? We want it. So look around. Let's do it. Let's pray. Yes? If you feel led to pray, just, I'm going to give some space at the end. Okay? So Holy Spirit, I just pray that you see the hunger and the thirst in the room. That we want the real you. We want the real you, King. And that we're going to hang on every single word that you say for the edification of your church. Lord, I pray that you would tear down all ego, that you would tear down all pride in these areas that we would be humble servants just as Jesus exemplified to me, as us. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just impart something tonight. That you would birth something tonight. And that this would be a marking day for the hungry and for the thirsty who want the pure you. you feel led to pray i'm just going to leave space